Welcome back to the Ring 'em Up podcast here. Another week of a lot of a lot of baseball going on. I mean, we got news from all sorts of places. Something to kind of go back to last uh, last week's uh, episode, talking about expansions and things like that. Some interesting stuff with uh, you know pitchers getting ejected by us. One very known umpire, I guess, in the league nowadays. Um, but yeah, a lot of fun stuff to talk about. Carlos, how you doing? We're good, man. We're here. We got a, haven't recorded in a week, and my goodness, there's a lot of stories we've missed out on. I was actually thinking about this probably like two days ago, and I was like, it doesn't seem like there's a lot going on in baseball other than just the games. Well, yeah, we were going to record on, what, Tuesday, and I was like making our list, and I'm writing down notes, and I was like, wait a minute, and in the last two days, we've got a whole freaking episode. Yeah, dude, there's a whole lot that just happened. It is crazy, man. Obviously, jumping right into it. Oakland A's uh, buying some land in Vegas to build a future ballpark. The only thing this means is that Oakland is headed to Las Vegas from what it sounds like. Obviously, nothing set in stone just yet, but, I mean, they bought land. They're looking to build a new ballpark. What else would that mean? I mean, you're absolutely right. I don't know they wouldn't just buy this land for no reason, so... It says here in the reports they got 49 acres that is owned by the Red Rock Resort. And um kind of sounds like they already have some, you know, plans for it. They're planning a $35,000 or 35,000-seat stadium with like a $1 billion yeah, or 1.5 over a billion like that, dollars. You know? Yeah, they want to put a partially retractable roof on it. I mean, so there's plans already kind of, you know, set. It's just a matter of... Um, you know, getting boots on the ground here, bring the shovels out. Let's start doing this. I think they have um, they want it. Be, or they want to be done by 2027, which is what four years. Yeah, that's coming up real fast when you really look at it. The one I saw was yeah, the 1.5 bill, 35,000 seats, and they were looking to. They were looking to start, I believe, next year and get get in there. Hopefully, move in by. 2027 or something like that so which is doable because um what is the oakland raiders or not oakland raiders the las vegas raiders stadium <laughs> what's their allegiant stadium Eighty-five thousand st- seats and they built that in i believe it was like three years so eighty-five thousand to thirty-five thousand. i was about to say you're cutting more than half into it so, so they can very well do that and get that God damn but if you're only building how much was allegiant stadium that's a very good how much did it cost them to make that because if you're doing 1.5 billion for thirty-five thousand seats it doesn't seem like the stadium's going to be huge that was approximately two billion so you're doing pretty much the half. exact same for less than half the people like what is all going into this Inflation, bro. Oh, well, okay, <laughs> okay. What are you talking about? Inflation, man? okay, but still, I mean, the materials state, ain't cheap. They well, started the Allegiant Stadium was built in 2017. That wasn't that long ago. You I mean, say, that's still a different economy back well, then. Yeah, definitely. But I mean, still, you wouldn't think it's you, you wouldn't think it's that much. You know what I mean? Thirty five thousand. You go from what'd you say? Eighty five thousand seats. Yeah, eighty five thousand. Right yes. to thirty five thousand seats that they're thinking about building over here and spending. What five hundred million dollars? But, but I less? do believe I do believe the plans for this stadium in Las Vegas. They want to have an amphitheater. I saw a couple restaurants, so I think they want to so make build like a whole plaza. They want to make a whole little thing yeah. around it. Yeah, they don't want just the stadium because I've never been in you know to Allegiant Stadium. But dri- driving by it, I think it's just the stadium. It looks like it. Yeah. I don't think there's much you know right around outside it, right? of it. 
And I think what they want to do with this baseball stadium is build, you know, more around yeah, the bars have and some stuff, bars, probably. restaurants. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's what I was thinking, too. Going to build a whole little complex and put a whole bunch of stuff out there. Like I said, that's a lot of money for 35,000 seats. I'm yeah. Like, mm, that's a lot. But yeah, I mean, it's got to be, it's got to be uh, heartbreaking. I mean, o- Oakland's got a pretty loyal fan base. Yeah. You know what I mean? The for team, all their sports. Yeah. I mean, for all their sports, the team itself has been pretty horrible for almost ever you could say right had a couple good years in there with giambi and the whole Moneyball situation started happening right when the movie came out about it but um i mean so they had a couple good years every now and then they would compete and you know try to fight fight for a wild card and sneak in every now and then but nothing really happened from any of it right but right all the fans that stuck through all of that, that continue to stick through them, well, yeah, they're not getting a lot of people at the games, though, so that's kind of what's probably hurting. Well, and that's what that's what's shitty, man, is, I mean, you look at the Warriors, they left. They're in San Francisco now. You yeah. look at the Raiders, they left. I mean, it's shitty for the fans because the Warriors were a very good team. The Raiders are a good team. I mean, all these teams are good when their owners care a little bit. And yeah. the fan base... We've seen it shows up when they're good, but if the owner doesn't care and doesn't want to invest in the team, doesn't want to bring guys in, doesn't care about winning ball games, I mean, why would the fans come? No, I mean that's a that's a very valid question. You know what I mean? Um, someone, someone like at least the A's organization. You know what I mean? They're not gonna put money into bringing these big names in. As a matter of fact, as soon as they get a guy that gets half of a name, they're going to ship him off Trade that him. season. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, he's more than likely gone. Um, what's that? Mor- is it Morrison, uh, that new pitcher that they just had come up? Oh, who started? Uh, Mason Miller. Mason Miller. Throws dude 100. Comes, yeah, dude comes in, shoves, throws 100, 102 miles an hour. My first thought is, oh, well, whoever's contending and needs a, some bullpen uh, here by, by the um, – Whoever needs a, a little bit of bullpen help by the time the, um, what what you need? Turn down. Oh, yeah. Whoever needs a bullpen by the time the uh, uh, middle of the season, the trade deadline comes around, right? That's I mean, they're gonna go after this guy, and Oakland's gonna say, here, take him for half of nothing. Yeah, you know what I mean. Well, and that that's what I mean, man. Like it's just not fair to the fan base. Like how can you continue to go out and support these guys when you know? ownership could care less about what they do or if the team wins 100 games or loses 100 games they don't give a shit and that's why so that brings me to my next point is like so let's say the a's do move right there has to be some kind of deal that went on behind the scenes that we don't know about yet where they the ownership either agreed to eventually maybe sell the team or maybe be a little more active because there's no way you're going to move to Las Vegas and continue to run the athletics the same way you've been running them, which is just not investing hor- in the team. Horribly. <laughs> yeah. Horribly. Which is horribly. Moneyball obviously didn't work. They had those miracle, you know, that miracle year, sure, but that hasn't worked. So, I don't know, in my head, why would you move to Las Vegas and run the team the same way? You wouldn't, right? Well, and that's kind of, I mean, I was listening to, what is it, baseball is dead now. Um, just a little bit ago, and they were talking about kind of, I mean, you're coming to a big city now. You know these people love to be behind their sports now that they have them, right? And it's like someone somewhere maybe came to like a maybe not on paper kind of agreement, like, hey, yes, we'll push this forward and we're willing to kind of make all this happen, but something's got to change with the way you back up your organization right. because we're going to want you guys to win if you're going to be here. Well, right. And you can't 
like I said, you can't run that team the same way moving to Las Vegas. No, no way. You can't run that team the way you've been running it now and you continue well, to do it. Well, that's what I'm like, saying. And, like, it doesn't help that the stadium itself is run down and, you know, it's kind of a shithole. There's possums living in the <laughs> yeah, press <did> boxes. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. What, yeah, a possum was holding one Who was it? The Mets were in town I, I and the, so, their yeah. announcers literally had to, like, sit somewhere else because there was a possum nest yeah, inside it, the press box. I don't know. Possums had priorities yeah. over there, but, hey. They know. just said, nah, fuck that. That's their room, all right? <laughs> You're not going in there. They probably there's probably names for all the possums yeah, and stuff in there. Seriously, I mean, but that that I mean, the stadium's been around since the 1968, and they just haven't really cared to you know fix it, it to do anything. anything. Literally, I anything. mean, there was talks about making a new stadium and like doing a whole new thing over there, right? But obviously, that's going nowhere. Well, not it, ever gonna I mean, happen. that's been trying to. They've been trying to get that waterfront, you know, yeah. stadium out there for years now, but I don't know if they just don't believe in, you know, the loyalty of the fans to really transition or they don't believe in the owner. Like, I don't know, Oakland, the city of Oakland just couldn't get a deal done. And I, don't, that's, I think that's mainly because of the ownership. Well, I mean, it had to be. Who else would it have right. been? I mean, it, as a... Because the fans are loyal. Yeah, you know you have the fans to back you up. You build something... That's Brand not new. as huge as the Coliseum and looks ten times better than right. what it is now. You know what I mean? You give the people somewhere to go, and like I said, you don't gotta. Obviously, you don't gotta build a freaking huge stadium. Like thirty-five thousand seats is what they're gonna do. Like, I feel like that could have very easily have been done over there too. You build around it, make it nice, especially on the waterfront. Now you have somewhere where people are gonna want to go just to go. You know what I mean? Like, right. But I don't know, man. That's interesting. That's it sucks. Like I said, being a fan, it's you gotta gotta feel for them a little bit. Yeah, but. absolutely. But at the same time, it's maybe you know a fresh breath there because it sucks. Don't get me wrong, and I I don't know the pain that they you know are going through. But I mean, this transition to Vegas is hopefully a sign that they'll be a competitor again. You know, maybe they'll one day start investing in the team and care about winning more than just, oh, I own the Oakland Athletics and that's it, you know? Yeah, well, and I mean, I mean, just the simple fact that maybe people will actually want to go play there. One, you have a lot of players that have come out of Vegas over the last couple of years, right? Harper, Brian, people like that. Joey Gallo, I know, is a Vegas person too, right? And you're going to continue to get more of these guys now that you get a team there. Now some of these guys are going to, you know, want to stick around for their home team and, you right. know, show out for them. Like I said, especially... You know, like they're bringing like Vegas produces a lot of baseball talent, a lot of really good well, baseball talent, talent and right? money. Money is there. yeah, exactly. And there's tons of money. There's a, there's a life in Vegas, yeah. obviously. You know what I mean? So you're telling me people aren't going to want to go play in Vegas? Like, yeah, people are going to want to go, and some people are going to want to go just because they're from there. You well, know I mean? and I mean, how much better does it sound saying, "Oh, I, I live in Vegas," than I live in Oakland? Yeah, I right. mean. Not no, you know, I've never been to Oakland per se to really know, but I mean, I couldn't imagine that it's a better setting than Las Vegas. Yeah, is. I mean, I'm I'm saying I don't know that I've ever really been in Oakland long enough to really say anything about it, but I mean, from what you hear, from what it sounds like, right? You definitely would rather be in Vegas, right? So. And I, like I said, man, I hope, I just hope that. Um, I don't know, they once, you know, become a competitor again. They become a team that competes and cares about the team and cares about winning, not just, oh, I own it. Yeah. I hope that, you know, that's in long run, that's what you hope for. And I think this move is a giant step forward. But again, for the fans of Oakland, like, it's sad and it sucks. Yeah. Seeing, 
not just one, but all three of your major teams be dragged out of there. Yeah, all of them getting taken out, pulled one by one, little by little, yep. and I get it. Baseball was the last one. I mean, it's still there for the next couple of years, obviously, but baseball being the last one to get kind of that last hair plucked out, saying, you know, it's time to go. Sorry, people. Yeah. You know? I mean, because they've been there, what, since like the 60s? Yeah. Right? I mean, so you you know there's tons of people that have grown up Oakland or A's fans and, you know, diehard well, A's fans. Well, there's a lot of history there, too. It's yeah, not that, even like it's just like they've just always kind of been the shitty team. Like, they were, that was a very rich rich in history team like they have a lot of history they won a lot of games i mean it's just sad man it sucks for those fans but again you got to follow the money you got to you know for mlb itself i know this has really nothing to do with the mlb itself it's really the ownerships pushing you know this to another city but i don't know i hope this is just a way of them saying yeah you know what we're gonna start caring now yeah We'll have everything brand new. We'll have a new... Well, MLB would have a say in it, too, I'd I mean, imagine. a little bit. You know what I mean? Just because you are part of their organization, so it's got to fit, you know, still whatever the hell their overall goal or objective or whatever is, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm sure they'd have some say in, in, in it, but, yeah, like you said, I wouldn't imagine they'd have a whole lot to say against moving from Oakland to Vegas, so... Yeah, this was Rob Manfred's quote. He said, we support the A's turning their focus on Las Vegas and look forward to them bringing finality to this process by the end of the year. So, looks like he's all for it, but again, he's the commissioner, which means he's probably going to get more money out of this move. Of course. That guy's got money coming in everywhere from every organization, so he's going to benefit in one way or the other, or else I'm pretty sure he wouldn't allow it. Right. Right. But, yeah, uh, you feel good for the team itself, the organization. You feel shitty for the fans. You know what I mean? It's, and it's and it's a, it's a little more exciting as a baseball fan, not, not necessarily an Oakland fan, but if you're a baseball fan, you're like, damn, there's going to be a team in Vegas that's going to be kind of sick. Oh, yeah, especially for us here just being. Well, yeah, that's going to be now the closest couple, stadium to us. A couple hours down. Well, I guess. Yeah, because isn't Denver eight hours? Vegas yeah. is only, what, like, five, six? No, Vegas is like seven. No. Yeah, it's still like a seven, eight-hour drive down to Vegas. You sure? Yeah, I'm, I'm positive, like 100% positive. At least from here, from Salt Lake, yeah, it's about seven, eight hours. You can... Because isn't St. George four hours? Yeah, St. George is four, and you're still about, you're still at least another two from two to three, yeah. Yeah, well, you're up oh, six hours, 11 minutes. Oh, see, two. So, yeah, you know what I mean? That'll That'd be, be fun. Yeah, that's going to be sick. That brings now three teams to Vegas professionally within, within the last, what, like three or four years? The Golden Knights. Five and years. The Knights and the Raiders. Oh, and the Raiders, yeah. Right? So, all of Vegas and goes. And the Las Vegas Aces. Oh, there is that. WNBA. Oh, they do have a WNBA, huh? So I um, guess. And I don't know shit about them, but I'm pretty sure they won a champion. I mean, I wouldn't fucking doubt it. The way people back these teams up, everyone just—we talked about it. Well, if if Salt Lake was to get a team, and we were like, oh, we'd still stick with our teams. Yeah. It seems like everyone in Vegas just flipped the switch. Absolutely. They said, They're here. We're there. And that like, might be us. That yeah. might be us in Salt Lake. Maybe that's maybe that's what makes a good fan base. Yeah, you know what I who's mean? to say you know we don't get the Salt Lake missionaries here and we don't become giant <laughs> fans? 
<laughs> yeah, man. So it's definitely interesting. It'll be fun to see and kind of go on and as everything moves forward. Like we talked about, like Jose laid out, man. Props to my man Jose. He laid this out perfectly. Talk oh, yeah. about Oakland moving Tampa uh, moving. to Vegas. Tampa possibly moving to Nashville, getting the expansion team. So obviously we still got a lot of other stuff to play out for it all to come. But, hey, he was right on Oakland, it yeah. sounds like. So. As of now, right? Yeah, that was the first thing I thought about. Like, we literally just talked about how this move was what was going to happen. And I did not think a week later that this news was going to break. I did not think that at all. Literally, I mean, woke up first thing in the morning, and that's first thing that pops up. All over social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You could not see that A's logo anywhere without it being like, oh, yep. They just bought some land in Vegas. Yeah, they're moving. They're moving pretty much. So, and like I said, 20. 2027 is not that far away, man. That's three, four years from now. And well, yeah, exactly. Four years from now. I mean, shit, time flies. The older you get, it seems like it's the blink of an eye, and that's another year gone, and you're just like, what happened? I don't know, man. I, I just think it's exciting. I'm excited for that. Oh, for sure. Yeah, definitely fun to keep watching and seeing baseball grow, and the game itself is growing a lot. So anything to grow the game, I'm up for it. I'm right. down for it, you know, Absolutely. make it better. And essentially, that's what it's about, especially with so much blackouts and stuff now. Like, I don't know. There's a lot of things. MLB needs to do something about that, though. If you hear us, if you ever listen like you, like – why are you paying $200 to buy MLB TV and then you get blackouts for 25% of the games? That like, is so bullshit. Yeah, like, like, what is, like how, how does that make any sense to anybody? That like, is so bullshit. I don't understand how there's blackouts when you buy a subscription to supposedly, to, to watch, supposedly every watch every team anywhere. Any, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, how is there blackout? Especially here because we get like the Rockies that blackout. We get the Arizona that blacks out. Um, so it's like what I'm pretty sure Vegas would probably well, black there, out. Well, there's like, us. I can't think of the states or the teams, but there's states in the Middle West that, or I mean, in the yeah, in the Midwest. Sorry, not Middle West. In the Midwest that literally have like eight different teams blacked out. Yeah, pretty much all, all of baseball for yeah. the most part. It seems like, and I'm like, that's so fucking like. What's the point in getting that if you can't watch your favorite team? If you don't, you know, you got to have local cable now, and that's like that's stupid. Yeah. If I pay two hundred bucks to get this subscription, like, why can't I watch my favorite team? Yeah, no matter what fucking station or whatever it is that causes these blackouts, like that's stupid. But yeah, I mean, again. Keeping up with all this news, we'll keep you guys updated, obviously, as things move on and everything goes, but exciting, exciting, exciting times with the Oakland Athletics and what's to come for them, man. You know what was exciting? Watching Max Scherzer plead his case for not having legal substance on his fingers. Bro. I mean, look, obviously... Everything that's come to fruition with the rosin and how sticky you can make it. I mean, there's videos from years past of people showing you how sticky. I mean, he literally did an interview on Monday with uh, AJ was it AJ Przinsky and his podcast, uh, Foul Territory or yeah, something, something like that. Like that. Um, he literally did an interview on Monday talking about how sticky you can make rosin and sweat. And then two days later, he goes out and gets tossed for it. Now, so he got a, yeah, so I don't know. He got a 10-game suspension for having illegal substance on his hand. Yeah. I don't think, I don't know Max Scherzer personally, right? But he doesn't seem like a guy to me that would go out there and try to get away with shit like this. And 
Not even to mention, in the third inning, they told him, hey, you got to wash your hands. You got to change your glove because there's shit on it. Like, yeah. it was essentially a warning. Yeah. So why, in his right mind, would he go out there? And I think he said in an interview, he goes, I would be stupid to go back out there with shit on my hands after they had already warned well, me about this. Well, he literally said, I put it on my kids' lives that there was, n- like, nothing uh, other than rosin and sweat on his hand. Like, s- something along those lines. Right. I'm like, when someone does that, like, you, especially a guy like Max Scherzer. Max Scherzer, yeah. Dude can be, like, a The veteran, like, yeah. I and, mean, you know, I don't have kids, per se, but I have a dog, and I would, you know... <laughs> I would put it. I would put nothing on that, would dog's, put nothing life. On that dog's life, especially <laughs> if I wasn't, you know, if I was lying. Like, I don't know. Max Scherzer, I don't think is in the wrong here. I just think this uh, specific umpire, I can't think of his name, uh, Phil Cuzzy or Cousy, Phil Cuzzy, or however you say it. Since they, since the crackdown of you know trying to avoid illegal substances on your hands and gloves and hatch or wherever people would hide their stuff, he's been responsible for the only three ejections. Due to illegal substances or, you know, illegal stuff on your hands. Supposedly. Allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. That's kind of weird that there's it's only... It's just him. There's only one guy tossing people for this supposed illegal substance that baseball has said you can use rosin and, I mean, you can't stop sweat well, and, from coming out your body. And so, so, like, we saw this on Saturday when with Domingo Herman. He was uh, for the Yankees. They He was coming out of the dugout and they had to check him. This yeah. was before the inning even started. They checked him, like, thoroughly, both hands, his glove, everything. And he kept saying it. He goes, it's the rosin in here. And I was thinking about it. I'm like, why the hell is he using rosin in there, right? Well, with this whole pitch clock now, you don't have time necessarily to That's pitch your also. ball, get your ball, go back to the back of the mound, grab the rosin, put it on your wrist. That's you know true. what I mean? So guys come out it with it coated on them already. And they're sitting in the dugout after an inning. Let's say they throw 15 pitches, and we mean you both know how sweaty we get. Yeah. I mean, I, it's just crazy to me how this just one umpire is the yeah, only it's, guy it's, to crack down on this. Yeah, like, it's literally one guy. This guy's making it a show fi- about him. There's 15 I mean? games. Um, you know, let's how many pitchers get used in the game? Probably like 15 yeah, between both teams. Yeah, probably right, something around that. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean and nobody else has this problem, but every time this umpire umpires a game, there's always a problem. Like, well, I mean, you have freaking umpires that go out there and they like literally walk up to you and just touch your hand and then that's walk it. away. Yeah, like, like they're like, I don't even care. Like, I just have to do this so that it looks like I did it in a sense. Right. And you know what I mean? Like, well, and there's times that I feel like they don't do it. Like, there's times where you yeah, see well, pictures it, walking in. Yeah, out and, and they're they don't like even, asking to be checked like they're know, holding their like, hands yeah, up like, like hey you, man you guys checking me today or what are we doing this today or not today like what's and going well, on? so and so that's why i think you know i don't think max Scherzer necessarily did anything wrong no, here definitely I mean, not i don't think so either he's and he said today we are recording thursday night he did say that he won't appeal um this 10 game suspension and i believe it was like a ten thousand dollar fine <laughs> which i mean for max Scherzer, that's nothing but still regardless he said it's he goes, there's no point in me trying to fight that. I'm not going to win it. Like, yeah. these guys are are employed by the MLB. Like, I'm not winning this. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's a stupid – I mean, it's it's just not right. Like I said, you have videos of these pitchers trying to be like, look, you can, you can physically make this stuff sticky. Like, how are you going to, like, police this? Like, how are you going to tell yeah. us it's legal and then not legal? Like, Right. This is what he had to say after the game where he was ejected from. 
Phil say after you clearly explained that to him on the field? He said, my hand's too sticky. And I said, I swear on my kid's life, I'm not using anything else. This is sweat and rosin, sweat and rosin. I keep saying it over and over. And they touch my hand, they say it's sticky. And I, like, yes, it is because it's sweat and rosin. And they say it's too sticky. It's not, and they threw me out because of that. So, like, that's a man that I, you know what I mean? Like, if this was, like, a rookie trying to come up, trying to make a name for himself, you know, trying to plead his case, then that'd be a little more... Like, eh, I don't know, this kid might be bullshitting, but it's Max Scherzer. The dude's been in the league forever yeah. now. Well, and he also brought up a good point, too. Like I said, on that, uh, he did that interview on Monday with um, Fell Territory. That's AJ Pruszynski and Todd Frazier and a couple other guys as well that do that. Um, but they're talking about just, like, again, how sticky you can make it and things like that. And then he's also talking about spin rate. He's like, which, I mean, everybody in the league, he's right. Everybody in the league has spin rate, right? Everybody can spin a ball and get this nasty and late break. And that information is quick. It's right there, right? So if if your spin rate is average to what it's always and forever been, if your spin rate is pretty much right in where everybody's at, you know what I mean? Or if you're sitting around the same that everybody else is at, I'm like, how are you going to sit there and say that, you know what I mean? He, this sticky stuff is making you that much better, or giving you that much of an advantage. Well, and I, I feel guess. like, and I feel like that's usually the telltale sign is like, you know, guys who were using what was it, Spider Tech, when they were yeah. cracking down on all this. The difference between when they started to crack down on that and when you know before they started to crack down on it, the spin rates were night and day different. Yeah, exactly. And I mean and that. Matt, w- and Max Scherzer's numbers that day weren't different from his previous starts. Yeah, nothing was you know absurdly higher than normal yeah and that's like you said that data is all can be all can be given to you relatively quickly like i'm sure they have people you know that look at the instant replay or like those close plays that decide if they're gonna make the call or not right i'm sure those people are like oh what's his spin rate today and they could pull it up within a matter of seconds right now you start seeing oh five six seven eight pitches where you're like way above average okay maybe we should question this right right if you're sitting around where you're always sitting around, like, like what are you, like what are we doing here? Well, like, and so and this all this is so much for an umpire to do now with all these rules changes. Now you, now you have to check these guys. I mean, they have a pitch clock they got to worry about. It's just so much shit that they, like, I don't know. In my mind, they can't have somebody sitting right outside the dugout that knows what rosin feels like compared to spider tack. Yeah. They don't, well, I mean, this umpire seems to obviously not know the difference between spider tack and sweat and rosin. You know what I mean? Obviously. Like, I don't know. This is, I guess this isn't really a problem. I guess this is just the one umpire who needs to like sit in a classroom and like, Hey, this is what spider tack feels like. This this is is, what, this is one umpire that doesn't need to try to make it about him. Like, bro, just do your job. Yeah. It was a four. It was, it was in the fourth inning. So the game was in the, I mean, my extras was four innings in and, yeah, like quit trying to put on a show, dude. Like nobody else is. Nobody came this. to watch you. Yeah, nobody's doing this the way you're doing it, and you're the only one literally doing it. Like, yeah. It's like why, why, why are you taking this high of a stance on whatever it is? Like, and why is nobody else doing the exact same thing? Like why? You know what I mean? Right. But it does go into an interesting topic with David Bell, the Reds manager, the other day. Right. He gets ejected because he thinks the. Uh, who is it? The race pitcher was thrown oh, at his guys. It was Peter Fairbanks. Yeah, he had he just was... returned from the IL. Or, so yeah, I believe he had just gotten off the IL, and this was might have been his first, second, you know, appearance of uh-huh. of the season. But he comes in, he's starting to miss high and in on people, right? And I mean, he's throwing some ched, so obviously, 
you want to keep that stuff away from people, right. right? But if this is one of those situations where a little bit of fucking rosin is going to help me not kill somebody right. with 97 to the head, like, yeah, I mean, I think David Bell had every right to be pissed off right. and he was like oh it's not intentional well if it's not intentional and he can't control his pitches at 100 miles an you hour get him the fuck out of yeah, there yeah get him the fuck out of there just like he said get him the fuck yeah. out of there like this guy should Check. not be around my guys he should not be here trying like if he doesn't know where the pitch is going he's gonna hit he's gonna kill somebody right like, yeah check out that video if you guys can he uh the mic does a great job picking up what he's saying to the umpire there um, but he's just he's going out there protecting his guys and yeah, 100%. you know peter fair i think it's pete fairbanks he you know, couldn't find the zone. He throws, you know, high 90s. Yeah. Can hit 100. And if he can't find the zone and he's just kind of all over the place, like, that's just risking the Reds hitters, you know. And like, I mean, you've seen people get hit in the right. face by nine, by 95 and plus. it's not like, a pretty scene. Yeah. Nobody wants that in either team. And, I like, I do believe he wasn't throwing intentionally. But if you can't find the zone, you got to figure it the fuck out, dude. Yeah. No, seriously. And and so this goes back to the whole rosin and sweat thing. If that's going to make you get a better grip on this ball, then – you got to do something. You can't yeah. go up there just playing nothing, no grip, just pray to God it's in the zone. You can't do that. Yeah. And a lot of the guys are so used to, you know, I'm not saying a lot of the league once used that spider tag, but being that that was just taken away from them, right? Like yeah. peeled off like a Band-Aid here. It's gone. You know, you can use it today. Tomorrow it's all gone. Yeah. Nobody else can use it. And so I think that was an adjustment, and we saw it with a lot of pitchers, you know, adjusting the getting rid of the spider yeah. tag. And so I think there's the same thing with the rosin. Like, not saying that rosin and spider attack they're the same thing because they're not. They're not. But even if rosin's going to give you a little bit of that effect right. to really control that fastball that's coming in at 102 miles an hour, right. like, yeah, I'd rather be. I'd be okay. It's better for everybody. Exactly. I'd be okay with you using some rosin to make sure you're not going to drill me in the head but, because you can't right. don't know where where it's going to go after you roll. But that it. was me going back to the whole. You have 15, maybe 20 seconds yeah. now, and you don't have time to really you get your ball. Apply it on. And get it, you know, apply it on. And a lot of guys will go hit it on their glove, hit it on their wrist, you know. But they don't – they're not – you can't just lollygag like you used to. Yeah. And so that's why you see these problems with the Scherzer and the Domingo Hermans on – on Saturday, what happened? Well, like, and especially after Domingo, it's like Domingo got told, I believe, twice to go wash his hands. Yeah. Right? And he still doesn't get ejected. Like, I don't even think he did. No, he didn't. Like, nothing happened to him. Like, he just got told to go wash and his hands. And that's why the Twins matcher, uh, Rocco Bordelli. Uh, Bodelli. Bodelli. Yeah. He got ejected for that. He goes, what the fuck? He goes, if the rules are, if you have shit on your hands, like, you're, you're ejected. There's no, like, yeah. warning. There's no, like, oh, like, you know, go wash it off. Like, no, like. So I, you know, as a Yankees fan, I'm siding with the Twins manager here because yeah, if that's the rule, you got to imply the rule. Well, and again, goes back to was it rosin or was it something else? Right, right. Because again, Domingo Herman can bring it a little bit too, and well, and he was throwing the perfect game up until that point. Oh, see, so I mean, shit. Again, he was like five innings perfect, I believe, when they like finally were like, hey, like we should go, we're going to go check. Yeah, and then to just to get told, eh, just wash your hands. Right. But you'll be, you'll I mean, be all right. that's the same thing that happened with Scherzer. They told him, hey, go wash your hands. He said he washed them with rubbing alcohol. Oh, yeah. And then he changed, they made him change his glove, but he still applied the rosin, you know, with well, a different Obviously, glove. yeah, going to just bring it right back. But but that's, he doesn't know it. I mean, he's always been able to use it. It's just this one specific umpire who well, has that I mean, problem. It should, it should maybe be uh, another good talking point about was having, like, someone with, like, from MLB in the, in the dugouts, right. like, 
making sure like hey like your one and only job is to make sure like he's not grabbing some random ass shit just right. from his bag or from underneath a towel somewhere and or put, maybe having them maybe you know not necessarily patrolling them in the dugout and stuff but like checking them before and after innings like just well, a yeah. quick before because you know someone who knows the difference between fucking spider tack super glue whatever well, you have that, but that's what i'm saying like if the pitcher if he's in the dugout and the pitcher goes hey i'm grabbing rosin like this is what i'm doing yeah. just so you're not you know what i mean like maybe they'd start to understand what it really does and how effective it can how sticky it can actually get right so i don't know that's a, another tough one it's another one of those uh how do you uh, make that part of it better? How do you patrol it? How do you patrol what's too much yeah. rosin and sweat over, you know, what's that thin line of too sticky and not too sticky? Apparently, Phil Koozie's a fucking fed out there. And- <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, he knows the difference. He knows yeah, the, he's, he, he said something like... He's the only one that can That was the stickiest him. hand he's ever felt. That, you know, he felt his hand. His hands were sticky for like two, three innings after or something God, like that. Dude. A, I'm like, how much of that is just exaggerating, bro? Like, what, a, what a clown he is, man. Oh, Jesus. Well, moving on from the sticky stuff, an interesting topic here. Someone with... who could have maybe used sticky stuff. Oh, fuck, dude. He, he, he should have at least tried. I mean, he should have tried something, What's he got man. to lose now, right? Well, nothing now. He's no. 34 million. What is it? 30. He's old, 34 mil. 34 million. He's, he's 34. He's 34 or 35 years old. Madison Bumgarner, designated for assignment by the D-backs. Once he clears waivers, he can get picked up by any team for the league minimum of $720,000. Who's going to want it? Are you kidding? Who's going to want Bro, I guarantee you, I'd almost bet money that the Tampa Bay Rays are going to pick him up and turn him into this fucking machine that turn he once in, was. Turn him into the Mad Bum Turn him the into that dynasty. 2000- Cody Bellinger, no. Just for y'all's reference, we're watching. We have the uh, Cubs Dodger game on right now too. Cody Bellinger already went deep on his old team. Um, tie ball game, two two, bottom of the fifth. Bellinger's up right now with Big Ford pitching. So CSN alum. Cody Bellinger did go deep already. You know, I think he heard us talking mad shit on him because he's been kind of hot. I think he's heard a lot of people talking mad shit on him because, believe him, we weren't the only ones doing it. I mean, this he's guy. He's been hot. This since, guy was. Oh, since yeah. they played in L.A. Uh, I think that might have got his little fire kind of yeah. kind of back on. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, you guys didn't want me? Let me show you. And now he's like, okay, I can play a little bit again. He looks good this year, honestly, man. I mean. Yeah, he really... Well, he looks a lot better than he than he did playing... For the Dodgers yeah, the last, the, what, three years? Yeah, dude, he looked bad out there. He looks like he's back in it, though. He's starting to hit again right now, so... He's got another bomb today, so... Just a change of scenery, man. Yeah, sometimes that, do. that does, sometimes that does it for you. A lot of people were talking about that with Madison Bumgarner. Maybe a little change of scenery will help him kind of get back a little bit on track. But, I mean, honestly, what's a little bit on track now? I mean... Ever since he left the Giants to Arizona, he really hasn't been good. Like, well, no, and he, this is how bad he's been. He's 15-32. and 32. He has a 5.23 ERA. He's 0-3 he's this season with a 10.2 ERA and 16 innings. Like, not good. Not good. And he hasn't been good. No. He'll never be remembered as a Diamondback, like... He's going to be, yeah, he, nobody's, nobody's going to know that he even went to Arizona. Right. Yeah. He signed a five-year, $85 million contract. He's owed $34 million that the Rays are just going to eat up, or the Diamondbacks, I mean, are just going to eat up. They're like, we're done, we're over it, we've had enough, here's your money, and 
go. So pretty much. I a little spin zone here. I took this as the Diamondbacks actually like get caring. Like oh for sure, one hundred percent. Like if you're not gonna help us, like we're a competitive team, and if you're not gonna help us win, like we don't need you. Well, and not even that. And so you, Madison Bumgarner is a veteran pitcher. I'd say now, especially in that Diamondbacks organization, like the Diamondbacks are a very young team. He doesn't seem like a guy that's gonna go out there and coach or help out, you know, other players. He kind of seems like a guy that's just going to stick to himself you know not well, he also seems like a guy that's kind of a dick right well that's like, what i'm saying so like the diamondbacks valued that roster spot more than 34 million dollars yeah which and i mean the diamondbacks are in first place yeah no they're in first place right now and they're looking like a really solid team this new style of baseball that has come out to play they're really taking advantage of it they've grabbed it by the horns and they haven't let go right and like, so that's what it came down to is like the arizona diamondbacks really valued that specific roster spot more than paying him the rest of you know having him just every fifth day go out there and pitch fucking three innings and allow four or five runs yeah Yeah, like i mean it's shitty because you don't want to remember madison bumgarner dude's a hall of famer yeah dude's a hall of famer what he did what he did you know for the giants what 2012 14 and six no No, 10 10, 12 12, and 14 That run that they had out there in in, in uh, San Francisco, that dynasty he that they built. He was a part built. of that. He was I a mean, big part he of that. was a really big part of that. You know what I mean? He literally put the Giants on their back for a whole postseason. What was it? It was 2014 against the Royals when the dude would pitch every game, it yeah, felt like. He it, would start felt, one, come out and relieve mm-hmm. the next game. I mean, literally put the team on his back. I mean, you had a Buster Posey. You had all these guys as well that obviously that dynasty is that what that dynasty was. You know what I mean? But... I don't know that that dynasty is what it was without Madison Bumgarner. Here, I have some crazy stats for you. He, had, he In that 2014 postseason, it was against the Royals, that World Series where they won. He pitched 52 and two-third innings. Jesus Christ. 52 and two-thirds innings. That's fucking... With the 1.03 ERA. Yeah, that's crazy stuff, man. I mean, to say we'll see something like that again, I don't know that we will. No. I mean, that's... He, uh... That 2000, or yeah, that 2014 World Series game seven in Kansas City, where he came out in relief, pitched five innings. Oh, Jesus. After he had started game six, God. pitched five innings in relief and got the save and won the World Series. Yeah. I mean, the dude will always be a postseason legend. I do think he's a Hall of Famer, not first ballot, but I do think he's going to be a Hall of Famer. You think he's not a first ballot because no. of these last five yeah. years? Yeah. I mean, first ballot is something. You know, throughout your career, yeah. you kind of have to be consistent. He was not. But I do think prior to him, you know, arriving in Arizona, he was a pretty good pitcher. Like, he was. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, you saw it kind of taper off towards the end. Even well, in, he even got in, hurt. Yeah. He got hurt. Even in he, like, San fell Francisco. fell off a dirt bike or something, and that kind of fucked him a little bit. I mean, he's, of, he's a big old country boy, man. Yeah. He's, you know, did you know he used to, um, he was part of rodeos under, like, a different name? Really? He would go and compete in rodeos under a different name. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. I mean, I can see it. The dude's a freaking monster, and I know he's all about his ranching and has all that horses and whatnot. So, But, but yeah, DFA'd. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, I think it's... I, think it's I don't a, think he's done. I don't think he's done. I mean, again, where do you where do you go? Who why takes, not Why not someone like the Red Sox give him a chance? They don't... You know, they're Why? not. You got Corey Kluber over there that can't freaking get well, him out either. they don't either. have anybody. You, you want don't... another guy to just do the same thing? You don't have anybody. 
it's uh, I, don't, I don't think he's done i think to you'll me, see it's him tough i don't i mean i can definitely see some team picking him up i and can saying, see someone like the pirates picking him up yeah, i can see somebody saying, like let's even the tampa bay rays i really can i can see the tampa bay rays right. being like tampa bay's got too much pitching over there they don't know what to do exactly with my pitching. point what do you do with that guy over there did you throw him in the lab with all those guys uh, no Oh, I mean, I guess you never know. Like I said, someone. I mean, Someone's for, for take seven a for seven hundred and twenty k, if if uh, if Tampa can pick him up for the league minimum and say, hey, let's put you in the lab. Let's see if we can get you to turn around real quick and throw you in this rotation to compete with us. Thirty three years old. He's not that old. Well, I mean, that's not old at all when you compare it to a lot of guys that you're still seeing kind of do what they do. These Garrett the Cole, thirty two years old. I mean, he's looking like the best pitcher in the league right now. Well, and that's what I'm saying. What about he? What if him and his former manager Bruce Bochy have a reunion down in Texas? Good oh, old Rangers. That is true, huh? Bochy down in Bochy down I with mean, the Rangers. I he mean, know he's managed him. You know, a good part of his career. He knows his them, personality. He knows who he is. So get them reconnected and. Like I said, I do think he'll find himself another home somewhere. It's going to be for probably the league minimum, you know, maybe a mil if that. But I don't think he's done. I think we're going to continue. We'll see Mad Bum here, you know. I hope so. I hope so because, like we said, we, he he's he was a great part of that Giants that Giants team, that Giants dynasty that they mm-hmm. built over there. He's definitely going to be a Hall of Famer someday. And uh, the last thing I would want for someone of his caliber, to someone that like brought that. yeah, someone that brought so much to this game and. Like I said, that postseason where I mean he he showed everybody what it meant putting a team on his back, right? So for him to kind of end it this way, I think that would be a real shitty way to end it. Um, so I do hope I do hope that we get to see him at least finish out the year somewhere. You know what I mean? Right. Call retirement at the end if that's what it leads to. You know what I mean? But at least yeah, fuck you, fuck it. Even have the Giants just sign him for the fucking rest of the year, right? Like. like but again, Bochi in Texas, that would be it. Makes sense. That, that makes Their sense. Their rotation's hurting right now. Yeah, and that makes sense. I mean, the ground just went down again. Ground just went down. What have we been talking about? The ground cannot play a full season, dude. What is up with this guy? I don't know, man. Like at this point, I don't even know. If I was starting a team, I wouldn't say the ground. I wouldn't want him on my team. He's not nah, going to give you a full season. That's not the guy I'm building my rotation around. No way. It's a, I mean, fuck. If you can get a if you can get a healthy the ground for a full year, the dude is probably the best pitcher in the league. And I we've mean, seen it. Yeah, but you can't you can't get a full season out of it. He uh, he went down with the wrist. It was a precautionary reasons, oh, but. Dude. With Jacob DeGrom, you know how that shit goes. A wrist turns into his elbow. His elbow <laughs> turns into his lat. Next thing you know, he's getting Tommy John again. So it's like DeGrom is not, you know. He's a fucking mirror, dude. He's yeah. like a piece of glass. You can't touch the dude without him getting hurt and going on the IL. It's just crazy, man. This dude is so good and has so much to offer to the game. But fuck, you can't, you can't see it. You can't. He can't display it for you for a full season. You want to know something pretty crazy about this? Jacob DeGrom and Clayton Kershaw are the same age. Jesus. Kershaw is like... And, and when we think of Kershaw now, we think, damn, what a run it's been. Yeah. He's fucking on the verge of retiring. He's coming to the end. He's coming towards the end. And when we think of DeGrom, we're like, oh, like he just signed that, what was it, five-year contract, 185 mil. Was that just this last offseason? This was this last offseason. That's And crazy. they're the exact same age. That is crazy. They both turned 35, I believe, this year. Goes to show you what... uh how much Kershaw worked over there compared to DeGrom, man. 
Well, just I mean, being on the, the longevity, the longevity of Kershaw has been insane. And you know, speaking of Kershaw, he got his two hundredth win. You know, shout out to Kersh, man, number two hundred. That's uh, number two hundred for Clayton Kershaw. He's been in the big league sixteen years. That is impressive stuff, man. Very, very impressive stuff. My hats off to the guy. I mean, the game isn't easy. All the changes and everything that comes with it isn't easy. He's he had he was one of the guys that got a lot of pressure put on him from throughout, the start. Yeah, throughout his years in in Dodger Blue. I mean, he. he he had those like early years in the postseason where he could just he, I mean he'd come out all year and just tear it up, tear it up, tear it up, and then the postseason came and he was gone. He would just shit the bed. He was gone. Like what happened? So a lot of pressure was put on that guy. Yeah, Clayton Kershaw. Um, As Jose calls it, he got his uh his his, his uh, Mickey Mouse Mickey ring. Mouse ring. Yeah, <laughs> a ring's a ring in my yeah, eyes, man. I mean, I mean that's very true. You know what I mean? But so. yeah, Clayton Kershaw got his two hundredth win. This dude will go down as a first ballot Hall of Famer in my eyes. I believe so. You too. can make the argument that he's the greatest pitcher of our generation. I mean, him and Verlander both maybe lefty righty. You know greatest pitchers of our era dude has over a good way to put it right? right i mean clayton kershaw has over 2800 strikeouts bro he's won 200 games he's won four straight era titles three cy youngs he won an mvp as a pitcher wow he won he's won gold gloves the roberto clemente award he won the triple crown i mean this dude resume is uncomparable this dude's been legit since the start i mean Clayton Kershaw is going to be, go down as probably one of the greatest pitchers. I mean, no, not probably. He He's, will go he, down yeah. as probably, or he will go down as the greatest pitcher, one of the greatest pitchers of all time. One I of mean, the greatest pitchers, and like you said, definitely an argument for the best pitcher of at least my generation. Right. You know what I mean? Growing up watching him and Verlander from the right and the left side. I mean, you have guys like Scherzer, obviously. Yeah. That's no, definitely of course. a great guy watching growing up a whole lot of pitching, too. Um, Chris Carpenter, uh, Adam Wainwright, Even you know, Adam, different yeah. different style of pitching. Zach Granke. Zach Granke. Like, yeah, these yeah. guys are all Hall of Famers exactly. for sure. I mean, I just think Kershaw had. That little extra factor mm-hmm. to, you know, Kershaw that legendary was... curveball, dude. That thing is so nasty. Yeah. I mean, everything. His slider, he throws everything. He's, you know, his, he has a career 2.4 ERA. I mean, Clayton Kershaw is going to go down. First ballot for sure. Easy. I would say first Easy. ballot. Do you, do you think, though, do you think that some people don't give him that first ballot vote because of his playoff resume? No. No. Because, I mean... <laughs> I mean that I I feel like that's got a lot of weight. How how you performed in the playoff and I mean you got to be honest Clay Shaw, or Clayton Kershaw really really struggled early in the first couple of years that they had those playoff runs. Right. He was he was very very hittable and was not doing a whole lot to help that team win. He has a record of 13 and 12 with an ERA of 4.2 just um, barely over 30, 500 I in guess. 38 appearances in the postseason. Yeah, I mean, that's tough. Okay, but you spin it this way, 38 appearances, bro. That's a lot of appearances in the playoffs. That, that is true. I yeah. mean, he's I been mean, in the league 16 years, and he's, you know, been in there 38 different times. I mean, he has come out of the bullpen a couple times, and he has a save under his name. But still, like, I don't think that, in my eyes, that doesn't affect him being a first ballot. I wouldn't say so either, but you know how some of these voters get. Right. Some of these old-time, like, 105-year-old guys who are still managing the vote. Yeah, that definitely shouldn't be anymore. 
I mean, speaking on Hall of Fame, we can get into the uh, those Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens. I mean, yes, those guys are yes. those guys are a huge part of this game and what they did. And I get it, there was steroids involved, but shit, that was a time where fucking everybody had steroids. Involved. Google who's hit the most home runs in Major League Baseball. Barry Bonds is going to come up, and we don't get to talk about him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah shut that's up. So that's so shut wild. up. People are so stupid if they don't agree with that. Yeah, I'm the same way. I mean, these guys, these guys belong there. Give them, give them their dues. I get it. They've fucked up, made a mistake, but what they got, they brought the game of baseball back. I mean, at that at that point, at in that time, rate, yeah. nobody cared to watch baseball. Nobody you had wanted them, to watch that. You had the McGuire and Sosa, uh, that run that they had. With let's home assume. Runs. Let's assume that didn't happen. When, I mean, who knows where the game's at now? Yeah, that's very true. I think the game where the game's at right now is in a very good place, and I think they had a reason. You know, and we're just now, I mean, we just had that documentary of the Maguire Sosa, the 30 yeah. for 30 recently come out, like, to shine some light on what happened. Like, those were exciting times. Yeah, I, I don't mean, care if they were juiced up or not, dude. Like, I mean, I think I think that was a time similar to what we're seeing now. In As to way? where you have, like, a resurgence of, uh, oh. of baseball action, yeah, yeah, yeah. in a sense, right? They did it by fucking taking steroids and hitting bombs, right? right? The way we're seeing it done now is we're changing rules so that you can't do the shift change and making bigger well, bases and, right? All for the excitement of the game, all for, you know, making it more appealing to the common eye, I guess you can say, right? Like, it's all kind of the same, just done in different ways. Well, let's not get it twisted here. Just because they took steroids, that doesn't, that's not a. Oh, I'm gonna hit a home run every single time. Yeah, I'm that's also very true. That's a very valid like you still got to put. Don't understand. You still yeah. got to put bat to ball here and good bat to ball and good bat yeah. to ball. I understand it does help. I'm not saying it wasn't you know a helpful factor here. It was. It absolutely was. But you still got to you know differentiate a fastball from a curveball yeah. from a changeup to a slider. Like there's and still sa- and same with the pitcher. You still got to throw it over the fucking plate. You still got to throw strikes. Yeah. You still got to get it there, right? You still got to pitch in a sense. Like you can't just go up there and say I'm just going to blow fucking 100 miles an hour by you cuz that still wasn't happening like you know what I mean? People are going to catch up to that shit. So yeah, that's a very valid argument that I don't think a lot of people really take into consideration ever. Well, and it's People who I feel like never played baseball. I yeah, mean, oh, for sure. No, or people that know like the very, very top level of baseball. And it's you got to play it to understand what you know we're talking about here. You can't just watch it. You got to understand that's, seeing a fastball on TV that's a hundred compared to seeing a fastball in real life in the box that's even eighty. Yeah, even eighty. <laughs> like that's you know. I don't know. The casual fan will never understand unless no. they played and seen no. it with their own eyes. That's the problem, man. It's a lot of people that don't. A lot of the people that have that argument that, oh, no, they ruined the game. Oh, no, they're no good for this, blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, y'all y'all really have no clue. Like, even now, I mean, just seeing some of this. I mean, just watching this game, seeing this guy slider. Like, how how do you expect someone to, you know what I mean, just say, oh, yeah, I took steroids. I'm going to hit a home run off of that pitch every fucking time. Right. Get out of here. Get out of here. Game's still hard. I don't care what you say. Gives you a little bit more power. Yeah, sure. But you still got to square up the ball. Mm-hmm. So, I agree. You know, speaking of steroids, Tatis. He's back, baby. He El is, Nino is back, back, man. The kid is back in San Diego, dude. This... Nah, they're playing Arizona right now. In Arizona. Ooh, in Arizona, huh? Well, yeah, I did want to watch this game, but it was a blackout. Blackout game. Can't watch it. Can't watch it. Thanks, MLB. 
Uh, Want to watch Tatis' first game back, but can't do it thanks to you. Scores currently 4-1 to in the bottom of the third. Padres are up. Don't know what Tatis has done because we can't watch it. Yeah. Thanks, MLB. Y'all the greatest. Love y'all. But, but yeah, yeah, man, he's back, back dude. And batting leadoff. Bro, did you see what he was doing in the freaking – I mean, we talked about it a couple times, right? But he was smashing balls playing for the – who was it? The El Paso Chihuahuas? I don't know who they – Probably I think it like was that. yeah, I think it was El Paso, right? He was smashing balls. I mean, at one point he had like six home runs and twelve at bats or something right. like that. Like what is going on here? Right? Maybe he's which back on, maybe he's back on the juice. Which but. you're on a suspension. How are you playing games? <laughs> That's very true. What how is this allowed? How is that allowed? How are you Oh hey, you're suspended, but go play in the minor leagues, bro. Yeah. You'll be all right. <laughs> what? Yeah, I don't get how that worked either, but hey. Didn't Whatever. Robinson Cano get darn? Alex Rodriguez got shunned from baseball. Yeah, he did really get. shunned. I mean, up. he got caught two, three times, but <laughs> I mean, I don't know. That doesn't make sense to me on how he was still able to play minor league games. Oh, fuck, like I said, maybe. first at bat, struck out swinging. Yeah. Maybe there's a difference in uh, minor leaguers and level of baseball. Weird, yeah. weird, it's weird. <laughs> it's weird. Like I said that, I swear to God, I said huh, he still got to get used to you know major league baseball, yeah. like not minor league. Yeah, that's very true. But I mean, it's exciting. I mean, he's 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 gonna bring a lot a lot to that lineup. Like I said, hopefully, if everything gels well, wait, where's he playing? Does it say right field? He's playing right field. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I mean, he's expected. I mean, I, I yeah. Mean, hell no, he wasn't gonna play short. Well, I was gonna say maybe they give Bogart today off to let him kind of get his feet. Well, I'm back sure in. at some point well, that yeah, will happen. Well, for sure. But for the majority of the time, he will spend his days in the outfield as long as he's in San Diego. I would imagine. Right. Right. But, yeah, it'll be interesting. That's exciting. Something to watch for this weekend. Bringing a lot of stuff back to making that fucking lineup just that much better. I mean, what is it? Tatis, Bogart, Soto, Machado? Yeah, dude. There's not a better top four. I don't even have to think about it. There's not a better top four. Uh, I mean, there's probably not. And then you still got a Jake Cronensworth back there that's smashing balls right now. Right. A Trent Grisham that can catch fire every now and then and get on a little bit of a hot streak here and there. You know what I mean? Like, they... Still got some guys over there, so it's a tough lineup. Tough right. lineup, top to bottom. We'll see where where it takes them, and we'll see what kind of a we'll see what kind of energy Tatis brings back to this sort to this lineup here. You know, that'll be that'll be that'll be what is most interesting for me. Just how that energy changes, if it changes, you know, right. how any of that kind of meshes, and as it starts to you know as they get into day four, or five, day ten, day fifteen, things of that sort. So. Well, yeah, I think it's going to take some time. I don't think he's going to necessarily take the world by storm here right off the bat. I think it is going to take some time for him to readjust. Well, he fuck, when you're, when you're 6 for 12 with six home runs in the minors, it's kind of hard to not imagine that everybody's probably thinking, oh, he's going to come here and just right. start hitting bombs the first day, nah, too. I don't, I don't think it's going to go out like that. I think it's going to take him you know, maybe a week, maybe a couple of series here to get back into the groove of things. Um, but... Like I said, it's something to watch for this weekend. He's playing the best team in that division, the Arizona Diamondbacks at Arizona. So, Good time for them to make up some ground. They're, what, like two and a half games back, I believe? It's something or like that. Three and a half games yeah. back of uh, the Diamondbacks in first place right now. So, let's see. The Padres, two and a half, yeah. So, I mean, they can definitely have a good series, and next thing you know, they're tied for that first place ball. Or even ahead, you know what I mean, if right. they sweep them. So, That'll be interesting to watch for sure. Something yeah. else to look into this weekend, the Yankees at Blue Jays. Um, two teams that are, 
I mean, he's kind of very similar. Blue Jays are eleven and eight. Yankees are twelve and seven. Dude, the Blue Jays smash, bro. They, uh, I think they're overrated. If you want me to be honest, mm-hmm. I mean, you can be honest. I guess doesn't mean I believe you. Right. I think they, I think they smash. I mean, God, that freaking AL East, dude. That division, top to bottom, is just. I mean, the Orioles are sitting right in the middle at eleven and seven too. Like, that division's gonna play all year, and yeah. then, and anytime you got to play against them, I'm sorry. Yep. I mean, the Yankees have a plus 29 run differential. The Toronto Blue Jays have a negative 12. Wow. So, I mean, they might hit a lot of bombs, but they give up a lot of bombs. That's true. Alec Manoa is having a shitty season. You know, it's funny because they just brought him into the, what's that show in the mornings? MLB. Uh, ML, uh, what is it called? The No. No. MLB, MLB Now? What is that show called in the morning? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, the, comes the, on at seven. Yeah, the very first one. Yeah, that comes with on Mark DeRosa and you know Lauren Shahadi yeah. and I can't remember that the other guy. Name. <laughs> yeah, um, they had this whole segment with Alec Manoa. He was going to be part of the show like once or twice a week. Uh-huh. Dude's playing awful right now. Yeah, I did. Maybe see that. maybe worry about pitching before yeah. you worry about being part of a show, dude. Before being a broadcaster, yeah, or whatever the hell you're trying to do there. Yeah. Also, and I mean that was their ace. That's who were they they were relying heavy on. A lot of people picked him for a Cy Young this year. I mean, he did have a really good last year, but I mean, what's in the past is in the past. And he's, I mean, he kind of that was kind of like his coming out year last year, huh? Because I, yeah. mean, I mean, I never really heard of a whole lot about him before you know what i mean and then last year he has a really good year and comes out and i feel like you see that a lot someone comes out and their name kind of like kind of becomes a little big and you know they kind of put a good seer a good year together and then you don't see it for you know ever again well sometimes. I, and so this is my take is i think the blue jays want to have a rivalry with the yankees like they're trying to make something out of nothing for uh, no yeah, reason but you gotta win and Al- and well that and alec manoa is over the offseason Someone asked him something like, oh, who's the, you know, or like name a cheater in baseball or something along those lines. And he's like, oh, Garrett Cole. Like he threw it out there just in the open. And uh, yeah, uh, yeah, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So I'm all for like, you know, trying to get under your, you know, competitor's skin here. But you also got to back your shit up. Yeah. And he's not. And Garrett Cole is probably the best pitcher in baseball right now. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know. I, I, I'm a. Like I said, I'm a Yankees fan. I'm a huge Yankees fan. And I don't think Toronto Blue Jays can sniff our jockstrap. I really don't. I mean, right maybe, now. Maybe, let's say, let's say right now, let's say they go out and play three games. They might get swept. The Yankees might get swept. But when it comes down to games that matter come September, October, the Yankees are going to be there. And I don't think the Blue, the Blue Jays are going to be scrapping. Yeah, they're going to be fighting to try to get a wild card spot. I mean, especially if the Orioles keep up what they're doing. I mean, you have the Cleveland that's still Tampa looking Bay. good, too. Well, you Tampa, Tampa Bay that might even win that division. I was about to say, Tampa Bay might win that division, and you might get the Yankees. Uh, and a wild card. The Yankees will definitely get a wild card spot for sure. But and then, then who gets, you know what I mean? a second wild card is probably coming out of the West. Houston's in second. I was going to say, yeah, Houston's in second behind the Rangers right now. Well, so. and we're only, again, we're 19, 20 okay, games but in. But still, I mean, nobody thought that the Rangers would come out and take the early lead in that division. I mean, they're up three and a half games right now. You know what I mean? Like, Through four starts, Alec Manoa has a 6.9 ERA. E. Yeah, and then who's who's right behind him? Jose Barrios? Uh, Gosman, who... Oh, you have Kevin. Yeah, Kevin who, they got He got lit up, though. Yeah. Alec Manoa got lit up on one of the games, and then that following game, they needed Gosman to go deep, allowed seven runs in the first inning. And then Jose Barrios follows him, I'm guessing? And I mean, him, Kikuchi. Yeah, I mean, that's... 
that's a rotation. That's if Alec Manoa is going to be this bad, the Blue Jays are in a lot of trouble because that's who they were relying. Well, Kevin on. Gosman had a really good year last year too. Right, but I mean, I'm, I'm saying their ace though is Alec well, Manoa, yeah, and if he's going to be shitting the bed all year, if I'm Kevin Gosman, I'm looking to step up and say fuck you, dude. Like, but I don't think he's necessarily been any better. I think Gosman's been pretty bad as yeah, well. Yeah, Gosman hasn't had a really good start to the year either. And again, we're early still. I'm still, you know, if I'm a team of a fan of any of these teams, that I'm not worrying yet. Gosman through four starts is has a three point six, which is way better than Manoa. But still, I mean, they were really relying. He's on. got some dirty stuff over there, dude. The Angels are starting to slip already. Yeah. I knew that wouldn't last a whole lot long. I mean, I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's not that's not surprising even a little bit. Yeah. I mean, in talking, going to what speaking, we were... Speaking of the Angels, though, did you see that, depending on where they are by the trade deadline, they will move Otani? Yeah, I did see that. I mean, Which was is going to happen. They're not going to be competitive by the trade deadline, well, which is no, in but July. I mean, who's, who's, I mean... Who's going to give up their entire farm system yeah, for them? Yeah, exactly. I mean, who's going to give up everything in, that they own to get this guy? Right. Obviously, it's going to be a team that is going to lock contender. him down. You know what I mean? Well, a contender, yeah, but someone that can... <laughs> Someone that can lock him down and really keep him for a long time. You know what I mean? I'm not going to go give up my far, farm system to get a rental for four months. Four months, right. Yeah. In hopes I mean, that he helps bring us a championship. Look at Mookie Betts playing short real fast, man. This dude is playing everywhere. Dude's an athlete. First appearance at shortstop since 2012 in low A. Hey, as long as you're playing, dude, you haven't played for like the last week, it feels like, from my fantasy team. Oh, I must say, very first play. <laughs> Ball will find you. <laughs> but, yeah, man, I don't know. I don't. I do think Otani will be moved. I don't know what team would give up because you're going to have to give up a lot. Yeah. A lot of draft picks, a lot of prospects. Picks, prospects, money. like. I mean, I don't know. I guess come, you know, I think it'll be a little more obvious come, you know, June, June July. Yeah. But... Who's to say the Cubs don't, you know? I'm Who's to say Cubs, the shit. Braves? Who's shit. to say the Mets? I mean, I don't know. Like I said, this will all come to flourishing here in a few months. Yeah, we'll see it play out. We'll see We'll see how the Angels – I mean, I don't see the Angels doing a Anything? whole lot better now. I mean, I feel like the – I mean, I feel like the Angels are kind of like the Mets of the West. You know, they're just a, bit, they're a little just, overrated. Yeah, just kind of always. Every year they're like, "Oh, we got something," and "Oh, we're gonna do this," and that you see that die real fast. Right, it doesn't last long. Uh, but speaking of the West and kind of going back to the whole Oakland situation, these guys are three and sixteen right now. Look how, at their look at their run differential. How miserable does it have to? Do you think it is playing in fucking Oakland? They have a negative eighty six run differential. Oh, God damn. Negative 86. God. You know who has the most? The Tampa Bay Rays with plus 83. Holy shit. That is crazy. This, yeah. That just kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier with them. 3-16, and 16, the Oakland Athletics. Yeah, that's not looking very good. Um, a couple other interesting, uh, I guess, series that I was kind of... Intrigue you got a World a Series bit. matchup, Houston-Atlanta in Atlanta, I believe. Yes, Houston and Atlanta. Houston on the struggle one. bus right now, but... I mean, you know, they're losing a couple games and you know, a couple but, close games, too, that they're kind of falling off of, but... But that team will get hot. They will win games. Yeah. Not, not worried about all I mean, especially all. you're going to get Altuve back, what, in the next 
month or two. That's a good question. I have no idea. I think he was only out for a couple months, for like the first two months, if I remember correctly, maybe three. Whatever happened to uh, Lance McCullers? That is a very good question. Because no when, when he plays, he's good. Yeah, no one but ever, he's always hurt. No one ever heard of that guy. Um, Optimism, he will be back from injury before June, so... Altuve? Yeah. Oh. So you're looking well, at a couple little... months. Well, yeah, another two months. Yeah, let me let me do some digging real quick. Lance McCullers is forearms through long toss Sunday and could begin throwing off a mound before the end of April. I don't know. That dude's always hurt too. So still another yeah, another month out probably at the very But early. yeah, that's a that's a good matchup to look forward to. You got two mediocre teams in the Mariners and the Cardinals this weekend. God, those guys are embarrassing. How could you be a Cardinal fan? Yeah. yeah. I mean it's bad. These guys, I mean, Marmol is uh I think Marmol needs to go. I mean the guy's the guy's showing that he can't manage a team. He doesn't know how Pulling to the plug nineteen games in, huh? Oh, with Marmol, yeah. I mean with with him it's it's a. Uh... O'Neal was a big red flag. Everybody knows about that. Everybody knows how I feel about it. Um now you got him shortening Jordan Hicks and restricting how much Jordan Hicks is going to throw. I mean, this guy is a guy you were supposed to rely on this year. Why are you putting restrictions on, on Jordan Hicks? Like, I mean, maybe he's sore. I don't know. I mean, fuck, dude. I mean, at this point, you got to figure out what the fuck is going on. I mean, who makes the call on when uh, Liberator, Lib- Liberator, whatever the fuck, Matthew, who makes the call on when he comes up? What are we waiting for? I heard I follow obviously all these fan pages on Twitter and people talking about them going to get Madison Bumgarner. I'm like, why? Why do you want another guy that's going to do what the rest of this rotation is already doing? Well, how do you know? What do you mean? Maybe a change of scenery helps well, this maybe, guy. Maybe, but the, maybe the desert was too hot for him. I don't. My problem with Madison Bumgarner is he's this big country guy that doesn't like to have fun. Right now, the Cardinals are trying to build some fun with Lars Newbart getting back in that lineup. They tried doing the salt shaker for their celebration. <laughs> that didn't fucking work, so you, they went back to the pepper grinder. They're starting to bring a little bit of life back to it with it. You can't you, see Madison Bumgarner, you know, shaking some salt out no, there? No, he's not going to be <laughs> fucking grinding pepper with these guys. Like, <laughs> I, I just don't, I don't see it with him. I don't, yeah. They need to figure something out. They need to get something done over there. The Mariners, obviously, I mean, and then you have that Padres-Diamondback series. It's going to be super good to watch and interesting to see how uh, Tatis, the Mets, and the Giants are playing, too. I mean, might be a fun series to watch. I don't know that it'll be, you know, any real significance there, but right. might see a couple, might see one team go off one day against the other. So, never know what will happen there. Quick uh, shout-out to uh, Hunter Green. He got paid. More people collecting their bags. Honestly, I think Hunter Green got shorted. I think so, too. Six I mean, years, I, 53 Yeah, mil. six years, 53, bro. You're throwing 100 miles an hour every pitch. 100 miles an hour plus what every that, pitch. What does that come out to? Fuck, less than 10. Eight, eight mil a year? Yeah, I mean, that's... That, that's kind of shit. I mean, that's what I'm saying. For a guy who's probably going to be a legit pitcher, Because you know? he's only two, what, like 24, maybe? He's, 25? No, he's I don't think he's that old. I think he might be younger. I mean, that's what I'm saying. When I saw this, I was like, I think dude got shorted a little bit here. But, hey, maybe that's just my opinion. He is 23. 23, right? So, I, mean, I mean, but that, I mean, he did. I do believe he got short, but 29, assuming he stays with the Reds the whole time. 
That'll still get you know. That puts you into your Garrett Cole years right. now. You know and what I mean? if you stay effective and you can develop as more than just a fastball well, pitcher. Fuck, you can do that in two years, well, three you years. Are. I'm not saying you can't. You know what but, I mean? You know. You shorten that by half and take the 53 mil, I can be like, okay, I can see that. You know what I mean? Do three or four years instead of the six. But also Pablo Lopez getting a four-year 73. That's I mean, sweet. I think that's well-deserved for that's that guy. That's very well-deserved. You know what I mean? He's definitely been doing his job ever since he showed up, and he did it last year with um, being behind Sandy Alcantara last year. He was definitely there on the regular, too. And Well, in, in my opinion, not just because he's on my fantasy team, but Pablo Lopez, I think, might be probably the second-best pitcher in the league behind Garrett Cole. I mean, Pablo Lopez has been nothing short of excellence every time he's gone out there. Yeah, I mean, the dude's good. Don't get me wrong. I mean, fuck, he's long as hell. He's tall as hell, too. He's probably, like, what, 6'7", six, 6'8", six, seems he's, like yeah, through four starts, he is only one and one, but his ERA is a one point seven. Yeah, I mean, dude's the good. Dude's, yeah, the dude's good, and he's got it. I mean, you're playing, you play for Minnesota, which you know you're gonna probably struggle and not get some runs here and there. So that'll be. Uh, I mean, still props to both of those guys. They still got their bag. They're collecting. They're doing what they can. I think Hunter Green got shorted a little bit. My personal opinion could have probably got a little bit more or a little bit shorter on the years there for about the same. I think just for the years, I think he deserves a little bit more. He's definitely young still. We get that, but he'll probably get traded sometime as soon as he really blossoms and someone takes that easy money and gives him a big extension. It's my guess. I guess we'll see what happens. Right. Shout out to my man, Chris Bryant. The bro finally hit his first home run at Coors Field the other night. Finally? (laughs) I mean... Who's Chris Bryant, dude? Nobody even knows who that is anymore. Everybody forgot about the man. The dude finally hit his first bomb at Coors Field. How does it take you over a year to hit a home run at Coors Field? You just don't want to play? I mean, I don't, I don't know what else it would be. I feel I mean, like I just, can probably go and hit a home run at Coors you just Field. Gotta, you just got to pop it up, it seems like, and it'll fly out. Yeah, I mean, Chris Bryant kind of, once he signed with the Rockies, his career kind of ended. Yeah. I mean, I mean nobody cares to watch Rockies games. They don't care to win. They, they're kind of like... Yeah. Oakland in the sense they don't they're they just have a sweeter stadium but and they win a little bit more they win a li- <laughs> and I mean a little yeah, bit more like we're not that. talking like not a whole lot but just, just a little bit yeah more. once that was one of the most shocking you know like signings like why the hell would you sign with Colorado dude yeah you're still was, good you're well that was prime. weird especially because they got rid of Trevor Story like right before they signed it right like. Well, why would you think that'd be a good sign? Like, or that would be a good. What did they tell you to entice you to go to say yes? I'll go over there. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, shout out to him. First one at the course. There, uh, Jeffrey Springs. We talked about this last week. The elbow. Just looks, like we said, man. Looks like it was correct. He just is like we getting, said. Yeah, he is getting Tommy John. You can see that look from. Fucking from There's way too many videos that are everywhere. very similar. Yeah, from everywhere. They, a guy will throw a ball and they immediately, you know, wince in pain. Uh-huh. And, I mean, they yeah. said forearm tightness at first. That ain't no forearm tightness, yeah. bro. Like, just peel it off like a Band-Aid. Yeah, it's uh, TJ out for the year. I mean, dude was unhittable. I think he gave up his first bomb right before that, that happened, right? I mean, so the dude was having a year, getting a great start, and unfortunately got cut short a little bit hope he gets well soon though hope he comes back better than ever and you know shows us hopefully he can show us what a full year of springs can do more than a 
yep. that guy in Texas. He was in his third start when he uh, blew his elbow out. Was had a .56 ERA. Well, yeah, and I think that .56 came in the home run from like earlier in that game. One run, yep, in yeah. that game against Boston. Yeah, it literally came earlier. He gave up the bomb, and then a couple hitters later, gone. Gonzo, there goes the elbow. It'll happen to you. Well, my last take, a very interesting one. We've seen a lot of these rule changes come this year, right? Obviously, before they implement them into the big leagues, they do it at the minor league level to see kind of how it'll play out. But they're implementing a designated pinch runner in the Atlantic League right now. So apparently this guy, for the whole game, can come in and out to pinch run as you please. What do you think about that? So I... Ah, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't like it. I think I think this is kind of dumb. If you want me to be honest, because now you don't even necessarily need to have baseball players on your roster. That's that's my thing, man. Is you your... can have a Tyree Kill sitting on your bench, and if you teach him how to steal bases, like how to get a read off a pitch, right? How do you know half, when... a, half a good read, now right? <laughs> With bigger bases and stuff, exactly. like you don't even have to have that great I, of a jump. Like... I think this is kind of. I don't like it. In my opinion, I don't think this should be a thing. But, again, I didn't like any of these other rules at first. That's true. I didn't think I would like a lot of these rules or how it would play out. But I'm actually a huge fan of, of how it's how the game, yes, it's gotten shorter by 30 minutes or whatever the hell the average is there. But, I mean, you're seeing a lot more action. You're seeing, you know, people get after it a little bit different and a little bit harder, at least for the first month so far. Obviously, you get into those dog days of summer and it can get a little hard on people so we'll see kind of how that continues to go but i mean it's it's looking good for now yeah i'm not a fan of that rule i mean as of right now anyways i like i said you can just have that's what makes these you know what was mackenzie gore what was that guy's name yeah well mackenzie gore i mean billy hamilton dave roberts literally fucking made his name off of one stolen bag right you know what I mean? He literally... so like, but and not even like I said, this doesn't. This opens the door to you know, not just baseball players anymore, but guys who can just simply just run fast. Yeah. Since you don't got to swing a bat, you don't got to go catch fly balls or nothing. If you, but if you're fast, you know, fast enough, then all, all the teams are gonna show up to the fucking Olympic trials. And right. right. Fucking, exactly. Yeah. Which one do you want to give this? You're, shot? Gonna, you're gonna have MLB scouts at track meets <laughs> yeah. now, bro, instead of actual baseball games. Yeah. Right. High hey, school. the field's over here. Oh no, I'm looking for the track. Yeah, I'm looking for the space stealer. I'm going to see which one, which one of these we can get get a good read on. So, like I said, it'll be interesting to see. Um, my last take here is uh, hold on, real quick. There was one thing that came up with this. Uh, Whit Merrifield, um, apparently, he has something to do with like the players' organization and MLB, the way they communicate and all this stuff. But apparently, none of this was actually being shared to any of the guys in the majors like mlb is just kind of doing this on their own on their own kind of thing so then like what's the point of having that organization the players organization well exactly if you're not going to be able to tell them like those guys are there for this kind of reason and to kind of like throw ideas yeah how as you guys as the players how do you guys feel about this yeah or like what do you think about it if they're just kind of doing shit underneath them then like what's the point yeah so apparently there might be some heat coming down with you know kind of the way mlb is uh is is i guess running their organization and how much they're actually taking in players intakes and getting their opinion on things so it's it, it was just an interesting take on uh from wit that i saw so yeah that'll be you know that'll be interesting to see how that plays out 
players can't be happy about that. I mean, I wouldn't imagine. Like you said, it's gonna it's gonna cost some people. I would imagine some guys are gonna probably lose a job or two. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, fuck. Um, but yeah. Anyways, my last take is a uh, shout out the New York Yankees. Still have not lost a series. Only team in baseball to not lose a series yet. They're uh, 19 games in and have not lost a series. So that's, that's impressive. The Yankees, I mean, the Yankees are good. They just they just have a juggernaut in front of them right now that they're. I mean, well, and, they're gonna fight so, out. So well, and, I mean, that's the best part about this. Tampa Bay didn't lose a game for two weeks, and we're only four games back. Yeah. Like, I mean, you guys are right that's, there. That's and what I'm saying, and that's expected. They'll be there all year, you know, so, back and forth. I don't know. Just shout out Yankees. Haven't lost a series yet. They did well, tie a four game series with the Twins last week, but it's not losing. It's not a loss. Can't so. put an L there. So that's definitely true. Well, well, one last shout out. Just shout out to uh, everybody who's been listening. Shout out to people giving us feedback. Greatly appreciate it. Positive, negatives. We take it all in. We try to uh, listen to your guys' recommendations. Um, just, you know, thank you in advance for listening and, you know. Yeah, and keep bringing it our way. You know, whatever we can do to help make this better for the listener, to help make this better for you guys. At the end of the day, it's just us two here talking baseball. Well, uh, we've been talking. We'll see kind of what we can do about bringing more guests on, maybe making Jose involved a little bit a little bit more. Um, just a lot of knowledge there, too. And obviously, the more knowledge we can bring right. to the fan, you know, the well, better it's going to be for you guys. Absolutely. Right? And, so. and, and, you know, you're a Cardinals fan. I'm a Yankees fan. Jose's a Dodgers fan. We have friends that are... Fans of, you know, different teams. For so sure. For just sure. Li- having different, you know. Different perspectives. Per- different views. Perspectives and is always good. You know, good, um, you know. Good for everybody. Good for everybody. Gives everybody a different eye. Gives everybody a different view on things. And we did get our Twitter up and going. Uh, so at, what is it? At the Ring 'em Up. Yeah, I believe it's at, at the Ring 'em Up podcast. Oh, no, it's. Ring them up podcast. Ring them up podcast. So give us a follow. Obviously, a lot of the stuff that we talked about today with that video from Scherzer, the the interview that was on uh, Fell Territory with AJ Przinsky and Max Scherzer, you know, all the stuff with the A's, a lot of that stuff gets reposted and, you know, gets our comments on that stuff there. So uh, give us a follow. We're hoping to get up uh, Instagram, maybe someday start recording these interviews. Um, you know, just finding a way to make it fun, make it better for everybody else. And at the same time, you know, enjoy the game that we love to enjoy so much. So with that being said, we thank you all so much. We appreciate everything. And we hope to have you guys back here again for the next episode. And you never know who knows what's to come in the game of baseball. Carlos, thank you again. Any last words? No, sir. You know, everybody enjoy your weekend. Be safe and go Yanks.